Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jeff and Andy were two ordinary guys who were fed up with overpriced razors and started Harry's to fix shaving. Harry's knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. By taking less profit, Harry's offers great quality products for a fair price. Their amazing quality blades are almost half the price of the leading five blade brand. Harry's trial set includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip, a trimmer blade, rich lavering shave gel and travel blade cover. Get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for just £3.95. Support the podcast and go and get your trial set delivered to you today, which of course includes a razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel and travel blade cover. That's right, you can get all that by going to simply www.harrys.com forward slash spurs right now. That's harrys.com forward slash spurs and enjoy the product. Come on, you Spurs. Hello and welcome back to the last word on Spurs here. Really, really incredible state of affairs over this last week or so. And we're here to try and give you some discussion in this next hour or so. And I'm delighted to be joined by three stalwarts of this show. Two very special guests. One I've still got with me, thank God. Delighted to have back alongside me. Lee McQueen is back on the last word on Spurs. Lee, how are you? Crazy train, baby. Crazy train. I can't believe that we're, we are joining all together on a night where we've just absolutely taken Manchester United apart at the new White Hart Lane. I knew Ndombele would come good. Them <laughs> sprinting runs that he made into the box to get his brace tonight were fantastic. And I cannot wait to get into it. I knew we'd keep that clean sheet, Lee, and go unbeaten this weekend. I knew it. I had a feeling. You had a feeling, didn't you? I knew that clean sheet was coming. It was around the corner for sure. <laughs> Crazy train, even Lee, crazy train Lee couldn't have predicted this one. Well, time is over. Delighted to welcome back to this show, coming out of retirement for this one, Mr. Jason McGovern back on the last one on Spurs. Jace, how you keeping? You couldn't keep away for long. Crazy times, as, as Lee says, the old crazy train is there and it sounds like he's already been infected with it. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> no, 
no, as as one of the old people who are vulnerable in these times, I thought I'd better come on and, and, and have me a bittery show or something like that. Oh, mate. Listen, we're delighted to have you back on, Jace. We've missed you. We spoke about you every single week, as you know, but we've also missed this man. And we're delighted to welcome Aaron Paul, our Love Sport host, the original, back to the show. As how you keeping? I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me back. It's a shame that we're not going to be talking much about football, but um, yeah, good good to be back. Um, very quickly, Rip, before mm. we, we crack on, I just want to say thank you to all um, the last word on Spurs listeners, because I never actually got to say it, and obviously I never got to sort of like, um, uh, uh, you know, leave and, and, and say goodbye to everyone. I mean, the last thing I gave to the last word on Spurs listeners from my time at Last Sport was Mac and Eager singing. And no one really wants that, let's be fair. I mean, um, talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a love in this. It was a, a good send off, mate. That was a good send off, that. <laughs> I, I, that's really why I got the chop, let's be fair, because I played that and let him sing. Um, but yeah, no, thank you to everyone who's, who's you know, who messaged me and, and sent me loads of really lovely messages and um, sort of kept up with um, what I'm doing at Five Live and stuff. You know, it's really nice to to to, to hear from you people, to, to hear from listeners all, all the time. It's, re- it's really good, but I really appreciate it, man. It's just nice to be back. Oh, mate, listen, so pleased to have you back, as We really, really are, and hopefully we can try and make this more of a, a regular thing, having you back on the show, because it's, it has been, let's be honest, a crazy week or so, you know, with football-wise, it kind of goes secondary now, doesn't it, as to what's going on in the world, you know, let's be honest about it, this time now with the coronavirus, I think it's one where you just want to grab your loved ones, that's the most important thing, first and foremost, football does become secondary, but certainly with what we're dealing with here, and without really knowing how we're to face it or fight it, it is quite a scary time, and I mean, let's kick off that discussion. Jace, I'll, I'll start with you because it has been, let's be honest about it, a, a crazy time in the world, in the football at the moment. None of us really know what we're fighting. I mean, this is, to be fair, you know, a pandemic that's wiped out most of the world's major sporting events in an unprecedented, at the time, 24 hours when it broke. What's your feelings on it all, Jace, as a whole at the moment? Hard to come to terms with it, for sure. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there last week. With, uh, with the Players' Championship, the golf on, and, and you start seeing Arteta's got a problem, and then they come on and make an announcement that the golf's going to be played you know, for the rest of the tournament behind closed doors. You wake up the next morning and it's been called off, and six hours later, the next six or seven weeks of tournaments has been called off, and and you know, just about every sport was off. I think the Formula One at that stage was, was still going to go ahead, wasn't it, with, with McLaren pulling out, and then... You know, another half an hour goes and, and off goes the Formula One. And we were all just thinking, surely the Premier League, what are you doing? You've got to stop these games going ahead. And they, they seem the slowest to react of, to, to, to react of everyone. But, um, you know, it's, it's none of us have, have ever gone through anything like this before. I mean, you know, there's probably not too many listeners will remember the war when we, we had nothing for five years. But, you know, it's it's completely the most biggest sporting shutdown since those times and and as i said probably none of us can remember those so uh, none of us know when it when it you know when it'll all be back on again so it's uh it's extremely worrying but more importantly it's worrying for our jobs our relatives and and you know suddenly football isn't so doesn't seem quite as important as it did you know two weeks ago Lee, you know, as Jason said there, this is more important than football. It's a case of looking after yourselves and those around you. You know, we are one big family here. Tell us, Lee, what, what do you make of it? Because, I mean, you mentioned off air, you know, you, you have got older relatives. I mean, this is, this is a really worrying time, isn't it, what we're facing at the moment? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just I just want to say before, you know, obviously we're talking about it in a sporting context and Jace alluded to it there. 
you know, uh, my heart goes out to everybody, you know, just keep safe, just do the things. And that sounds so stupid. And I tweeted about this. It feels so silly self-isolating when you've got a little bit of a niggly cough or, you know, you've got to wash your hands, you know, more than what you did before. And, you know, it seems a bit silly, doesn't it? But they are the absolute critical things that we should be doing in the, in these times. And it's not necessarily that I've got old, older relatives. It's actually more vulnerable. You know, people that have had strokes, people that have had, um, you know, heart problems, you know, people that have got asthma, uh, people that have got diabetes that you know them them types of underlying health issues they're the underlying health issues cardiovascular issues that the that the government and the nhs are talking about so you know to, to have you know, i've got three young children they got school they're happy days even if they picked up the coronavirus you probably wouldn't even notice that they've got it but then they pass it on to their grandparents and that's where it becomes an issue so you know i do think that it was it, it was uh, uh inevitable uh, for want of a better expression that the sporting calendar would be decimated but again jay's alluded to it you know what, what What's going to happen? It's not just from a fans enjoyment. Look, let's be honest, right? Sport is about the fans, um, you know, so putting the fans at risk going into into big stadiums and so on and so forth, whether or not it's big herds, small herds, whatever it might be, that's one thing. And then you see Wayne Mooney coming out and saying as a professional footballer, we were being like guinea pigs. And again, he's got a point. You wouldn't want to be put under due risk because of the, the points that we've just made. And then you've got all the people that work in sport and work and the commentators. Obviously, we've got Aaron with us tonight as well, broadcasters that are kind of freelance and you're thinking you know what, what are you, you know, no offence but what are you going to be talking about in the next two, three, four weeks or so if there's no sport to talk about so it's it is an absolutely gigantuan even if that's a word I don't know it's a, it's a gigantuan problem that, that we have to stick together and I think that you know, when we're bringing it back to a sport context and all rivalries aside I thought what Jurgen Klopp uh, said or the statement he released last week was uh, uh, yesterday, so it was was in- incredible. And that's what we've got to do. Rivalries aside, we've got to think of each other. This is this is big. This is absolutely big. And you know, we, we are all of us together. You know, Boris all the way through. We're, we're trying to do our best. We might not agree with everything that's happening, but the reality is that we've got to stick together and do the things that are going to make us strong and to, and to get through this because. In my opinion, I'll just put it out there now. I, I don't think we're going to be seeing the Premier League again this year. Um, and and, and we'll be lucky to see sports starting again, you know, uh, after the summer, if I'm honest. So this is this is strange times, Rick, strange times. So what you're saying, Lee, is we've got uh, an eight-month transfer window for Ricky to get his team to. <laughs> well, yeah, Ricky and Jamie are going to be loving that, aren't they? Oh, oh don't start. Don't start. Let, let me bring some, nor- some normality back and welcome, obviously, Aaron back. I mean, as for you, and we discussed this off-air, I mean, this is your livelihood, this is your life in terms of broadcasting and obviously covering football. Just how much is it going to affect you now from a work perspective? Just give us an intake and, and you know, tell us how that's going to affect you. Put it this way, I, I was thinking about it. I um, was supposed to be at Norwich Southampton on Saturday, uh, covering some bits and pieces midweek, uh, EFL bits and pieces midweek, another game at the weekend. Uh, I was supposed to be flying out to India on Sunday. That's cancelled. I Premier League to the end of the season, EFL to the end of the season, Queen's Club, Wimbledon, the Euros, the Olympics potentially, and then obviously the new football season cancelled i ain't got a job anymore so if anyone wants to hit me up you know if anyone's got a little uh, hook up then uh, uh whatsapp me or dm me uh but yeah no work no job we we don't know what's going to go on i can't see the season um sort of restarting on the 4th of april i cannot see that happening the way that sort of the government are playing it at the moment and sort of the delay tactics they've got it's just 
it's it's a very very sort of uh, unrealistic to think that this is going to uh, sort of recommence um what's the best idea i mean a lot of you know people have been coming out talking about it do we hand liverpool the league do we um you know sort of just take it as it is and like you know try and restart the season in august do we scrap it all together i don't know but there's a wider picture. You know, there are people who's, again, whose livelihoods sort of depend on this. I'm not talking about multi-millionaire footballers. I'm not even talking about myself. I'm talking about people who work in grounds, who, you know, tea ladies and people who work in reception and people who work in, you know, the corporate hospitality side and the people who are doing sales and stuff. They, their figures must be on the floor. The quicker the government look to address this and, and sort this out, the better. But um, it's scary. It's a little bit scary. I'm sat here wondering what I'm going to do tomorrow. Honestly, what I'm going to do tomorrow. That is frightening. I mean, it really is frightening. I mean, as for you and obviously for, for other broadcasters out there, is there any advice you give at the moment? Is there anything you can say to these people? Is it... I, I, honestly, honestly, I haven't got a clue. I'm a bit fortunate because th there's a cushion. You can you can have a financial cushion, which we've all got. You know, I think if you're a smart freelancer, you'd know, you know, you've got to have, you know, a month or two's money ready. But if they're saying that the eye of this is going to hit in 10 weeks, then we're in big shit. We're in big shit, you know? And, um, I think to myself, if, if it was a case that the league wasn't going to re, um, recommence and whatnot, and I was actually going to India, I would have just stuck there for about six months happily. You know, I, I would have stuck around there. It would have been a cheaper way to live. To be honest, I would have had, you know, a bit of sunshine on my back as well. It'd be quite nice. But, you know, the Indian government have, have banned and voided visas now. So, that isn't an option, you know, maybe it's a case of looking for other work, you know, I'm still lucky I got little voiceover bits and pieces, but I'd imagine that's going to dry up pretty soon as well. So, take what you, you know, you can get, very simple, take what you can get. Yeah, I think it's people doing that in the supermarkets we're seeing at the moment, take what you can get, literally, it's just absolutely crazy, especially mm -hmm. over here in the UK, I mean, I don't think any of us have experienced what we're seeing at the moment in supermarkets, and just, I mean, at the moment, generally around around the, the UK, it's just absolutely crazy, and listen, we hope, as for you and for your sake, normality soon, but difficult to tell at the moment, isn't it? I mean, Jace, I want to bring it back round to a second where, as Friday, last Friday began, the Premier League was one of the last football competitions standing, albeit with fans awaiting the outcome of an emergency meeting. During that wait, at 10.20am, we saw the England men's cricket team tour of Sri Lanka was cancelled. Then about 11 o'clock, it was announced the Premier League and the EFL announced there'll be no football until April. Did it surprise you, Jace, just how long it took the Premier League to come to that verdict? Because I think as fans, even us as you know, hardcore fans that love going to Spurs, watching Spurs every single week, game to game... It just didn't feel right that at that time we were going into the Premier League weekend thinking these games they shouldn't really be on. There's just this feeling of it of it not being right. We're watching all the other games around the world being cancelled. How did you feel about how long it took to take to that verdict? Well, it, it did seem it did seem an extraordinary length of time. Although you know when I when I look back at it, perhaps it was only an extra couple of days on on top of everybody else. But with with social media constantly saying why is it on? Why is it on? Why is it on? It maybe it felt it felt longer um i mean i was as you know you saw the problem last week even didn't you on on tuesday night where you saw dortmund paris behind closed doors and yet our game in leipzig was going ahead as normal um so there was even a, a discrepancy there so i think i think the premier league probably didn't they probably look at it in the money side and they they don't want to call things off too early, but and you know, strange in, enough that the government advised them was, you know, it's all right, mass gatherings, uh, mass gatherings are fine this weekend. Don't worry about 
football behind closed doors. So, but I think the more and more sports that fell and the more that they started to see other leagues going, it, it just became inevitable, didn't it, that that we wouldn't do it. And then once once Mikel Arteta had uh, had been uh, found to be tested positive for it, then you thought, well, that's a that's the whole side that's got to be isolated. And I think Leicester, did we have three Leicester players? Even that was that did, just before yeah, Arteta yeah. or just after it? Just after. So yeah. and, and then in no time, you've got Hudson Odoi and. You could just see it going, and and the problem, the problem is with with footballers self isolating that you know self isolate they they come back to work seven days later perfectly fine, and then somebody else gets it, and they've all got to go into self isolation again. So, you know, like Lee says, I mean, I'd be a, I, I don't think we'll, you know, when they when they came through and they said it will be April the fourth, I thought there's no chance it's going to be April the fourth. In my mind, I'm thinking of August September time at the earliest anyway, and th- and that will be for all sport, you know, the Open Golf Wimbledon and traditional things that we see, like, like Aaron's talk about covering. I don't think we'll see any of it going ahead. Whole cricket season and things like that. It's, it's, uh, it's. You just don't know, do you? That's the problem. I mean, there is that argument, Jace, that you know a lot of people are now calling Sky up to say, "Can I get a refund on BT Sport?" And they're saying, "Sorry, no, you can't." Are you, are you surprised by that? Well, no, they'll be showing reruns of when Tottenham lost, you know, five three to Man United, and when Tottenham <laughs> lost seven nil yeah, to Newcastle, game. and yeah, but yeah, exactly. Everyone can watch that, and I mean, Amazon's documentary will be. Oh my God, you know, do they started. delay broadcast of that, or do they do oh, they bring that forward now? And perhaps that will please everyone. Summer. Oh, don't. I mean, just in terms of fixture wise and other other games, you know, we saw only the Six Nations was still scheduled for the weekend. Wales v Scotland that was definitely on at nine thirty GMT, but it was called off by two o'clock. More followed. We saw the Masters was also postponed at two o'clock. It was announced at uh, I think five past five that April's London Marathon will be moved to October. The London Marathon in October, by the way. Oh. Can you actually imagine, Can you imagine- that? It's going to be pissing down my road, mate. You couldn't make it up, could you? I mean, there was still some live sport. There was a crowd of 68,859 that watched the album photo win a second successive gold at Cheltenham. As we saw, we saw some epic Twitter... Again, Twitter videos over the weekend about Cheltenham. They're still carrying on as if nothing was going on. I mean, Lee, did it surprise you, even with that kind of gathering, that that was still allowed to go ahead? I mean, you, you surprised by that? A little bit, but I, I do think, just coming back to the Premier League point, I, I do think that they made the right decisions in delaying and delaying. Because, you know, as Jason said, we, we talked off air a minute ago and right at the beginning of the show about the tipping point within the NHS, and it's the same with anything. In the end, it, the Premier League had to follow suit. As soon as Mikel Arteta and Everton started isolating and Leicester started self-isolating and Arteta become positive... It, it was a game. It was a game of I can't fulfil my fixtures, so we have to postpone the matches. So as soon as they start being postponed, when does it become fair on the other teams to carry on playing, regardless of whether or not it's if it's a health issue or not? So it was inevitable that they were going to, you know, go down the route of uh, suspending suspending the, the the Premier League in total. But I do think it was the right decision to, to delay it. And actually, if there wasn't any cases of the Premier League. Um, players or managers being affected by it directly, I, I think the games would have gone ahead this weekend. So I, I, I do, I, and the reason why I agree with that is because if we go too early, and this is the key point here in everything that we're talking about, if we go too early, like just Jason and I have said before, if we go too early, what's going to happen is they're going to self-isolate, go back to work and get even, and then they're going to have to do it again. Or they're going to cause even more issues with 
health problems further down the line. Whether or not you're bored at home for 14 days or seven days, that, that's, that's by the by. The reality is if we self-isolate too early and we go into panic mode or, or, or lockdown too early, we're inevitably we're cut, we come out too early. And if we come out too early, that could be even worse than not going uh, not going in early enough. If that makes sense, it's it's a bit of a mind you know a, a mind blow. But the reality is that I think that you know you, you've got to hit the point. It's it's don't go too early. It's hold hold hold. Okay, now we go. And I think we're at that point now. But because of all the other sports globally that fell away, it was inevitable that the Premier League was going to follow suit. I think the Bundesliga was the last major for, uh, top five leagues isn't it and, and they'll be the fifth uh, league to actually follow suit in the end it, it had to be done so I wasn't I wasn't that surprised I wasn't that surprised that Cheltenham went uh, ahead because of well again not being funny but the amount of money that was taken via Cheltenham for them four days of the festival I, I, it just it was inevitable that was going to go ahead as well so I, I don't know I mean, it's, so, it's such a difficult one imagine all of the punters everybody thinking to themselves well I'm fine why, why shouldn't we go ahead mm. but reality is now setting isn't it that you know health over everything else and that's kind of where we're at now I mean as we've seen the UK government now they're suggesting they could ban mass gatherings from as early as next week in a shift to you know, policy to ease the pressure on the emergency services. As it stands, as we record here on a Sunday night, the Grand National is still going ahead on the 4th of April. Attention will now turn to the summer. I mean, Europeans football governing body UEFA has called an emergency meeting on Tuesday at which the point of postponing the Euro 2020 by one year will be an option discussed. Now, also, the Premier League are going to hold a second emergency meeting on Thursday to discuss the outcome of UEFA's decision on Euro 2020 and how it might impact the rest of the domestic season. But, you know, what about the, you know, as we begin, what about the world's biggest sporting event, the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games? I mean, Japan's Olympic minister has conceded the games could be postponed until later. No chance. Year. I mean, can't, that can't go. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? There's no way the Euros are going ahead. The worst thing, well, you know what? It's the best thing. The worst thing. The best thing about the Euros is it's not going to be also in 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 one confined space. The worst thing is that you're spreading it across Europe. You know, it had to happen that this one was the one where they're going to tour it. It's going to be going to Azerbaijan, to Italy, Germany, Spain, England, Ireland, Scotland. You name it. There is no way it's happening. No way. Um, it can't go away, can it? No, 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 not at all. I mean, you heard, heard the Jap. I think it was a Japanese. Prime Minister, one a, a Japanese official, said the other day that you know uh, the Olympics to happen. I think once the World Health Organization get onto it, then that'll be cancelled very, very quickly as well because that's going to be a huge gathering of people um, in 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 sort of one area, and and I just can't see it happening really. But you know, it's amazing, isn't it, how all of these things are, are slowly sort of just falling apart now. Um, but those mass gatherings, I mean, I'm worried about Wimbledon. I can't see Wimbledon happening. Um, but again, we don't know what's going to happen in the next week, two weeks, three weeks, how the government are going to deal with it. You know, let's be fair. In about three weeks time, we could be sitting on the other side of this going, oh, you know, three weeks, three really messy weeks. But, you know, we are at the other side of it and, and you know, we're back. Um, it's in 10 weeks, we can... eyes, isn't it? That's the point. We, we just don't know what we, we're dealing with here. Let's be fair. You know, I, I, I'm, I live with someone who, who works in the medical profession. When I mean they are paranoid, 
it has been like hell living in my house for the past three days because my sister is very, very conscious of the fact that she's a dentist. She works with certain people. She's worked in a hospital where someone has died from coronavirus. She's worried about that. Um, she's concerned. She, she's been self-isolating for the past three days because she's worried that she's going to give something to, you know, an elder who, who, who visits her house or something. You know, we've locked down who's visiting um it's 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 very weird and all you can really do is sit on twitter read it sit and read the papers sit and watch sky news well there's only there's there's only so much tv you can watch you know um you sort of crave to get out i don't know how it's going to unfold over the next sort of few weeks i'm a bit worried yeah but you just got to take it as it is really one of the other things you know even with with olympics and things you know how do athletes prepare for it and then you know as, as sportsmen as we found with the cricketers you know, do you? Re- I mean, let's. You know, whilst they're professional sportsmen, they're human beings, and you know, would Serena Williams really want to come to Wimbledon for possibly two weeks and leave family and that behind? And you know, how, how focused are you going to be on the event that you're you're taking part in? I mean, you know, I think all of us that sense at the moment of, or we, we certainly will be in a few weeks' time. If you'll be you'll be going to work, some of us who, who can't self isolate because the businesses just don't allow it to happen, and you're. You'd be looking around and, you know, as soon as you hear a cough or something, then you're going to be taking that home to, oh, have I picked it up? Uh, there will be that mass hysteria and and it's very difficult to to stay focused on on your sport. And, and I, you know, footballers, whatever they are as professional athletes, they are human beings. And, you know, when you read what happened to Jan Vertonghen, for instance, with his, his family, um, and we all wonder what Mourinho was talking to Vertonghen about at the end of that 90 minutes. So whether he was conveying a message that they'd, they, you know, they'd heard back from London or something, even at that stage. But you know, it, it does put sport in perspective, and and perhaps one of the good things that will come out of it that we'll all love sport for, for the for the sporting thing, for the real meaning of sport and the taking part and things, rather than this quest to all out question that we've got to win, we've got to win, and it's life and death if we don't. Jason, are you on to us? Saw you having a bit of a discussion about the isolation and, and your concern about having to maybe re-isolate if that if that was a concern. Is is that still the worry of yours that you I saw you mentioning that? Well, no, it, it is for sure. I mean, I work in a garden centre, so you can't work from home. You know, we need customers through the door of our business, and you, you need people buying plants. And through the week, our business relies on the elderly visitor, obviously as retired people. So if they they talk about four months or five months with 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 seventy year olds in theory in complete isolation, then that that takes our our complete customer base away. And you know I live with an eighty five year old who's had heart attacks and and has diabetes. And if I'm out and about for the next four months and bring that you know bring it home, the only person that's going to get affected in that house is is somebody who's who's incredibly vulnerable. So that's the problem. If if you know if somebody in my office if, in the garden centre tomorrow says I've got it and we all go into self isolation, but you go back seven or eight days later and then you know ten days time somebody else gets it and you know you, you, the, the statutory sick pay things will only cover you for a certain time and you can't just constantly take time off. So of course it's a worry and. And sport, I must admit, sport this week hasn't been such, hasn't been at the forefront of my mind. It's weird. That's isn't a it? ma- it's a massive yeah. point, Jace. It's a massive point you talked about. I mean, my, my dad's uh, this week started uh, chemo and radiotherapy for because um, he's got bowel cancer, and uh, you know he's seventy-one. So again, you know, from from that perspective, you look 
people that are over 70, people that are vulnerable, that are having immune systems that are low because they're having different treatments and so, and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, but my dad has to go and have that treatment every day via hospital. And blah, blah. Yeah. There's like hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of different people, families, people that listen to this now probably going through the same situations. That's where it becomes a real worry. And then you, you, know, you put that into a sporting context of like, you know, Levy not giving us our season ticket money back or, or, or you know, still looking for the season ticket money. You just think, do you know whatever you know and, and like and I don't mean that like in a, in a horrible way to to the football club but I just think you know there's there's bigger things happening there and and from a positive perspective I know it's crazy times crazy train but you know from a positive point of view m- maybe this is a real amazing opportunity for us to all of us from a humanity perspective is to come together and just to you know just to reset a bit you know you've got things on Twitter and on social media that run in our lives that are so toxic and so rough and so meaningless that we get bothered about and, and and actually something like this could could really press a reset button maybe 2020 is 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 the year that we really which changes and i don't mean that you know i don't want to i don't want to be like that's a prophecy or anything like that but the reality is maybe it is but maybe it is a way it is a way of resetting the button to, to actually start to think differently and starting to think in a way that that is just to be kind to people rather than to, you know, hammer people. And, you know, the Yang Vertonghen thing, Jace, that you just brought up before, I know it's not about, you know, coronavirus, but, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're rubbish, you should go to Saturday and other. But yet he's still vulnerable to an attack on his private home with his family. It's just fucking disgusting, isn't it? It's It's totally wrong. And you just think, look, you know, maybe this is an opportunity, you know, uh, yes, it's tough times. And yes, you know, we're all in the same boat. You know, coronavirus doesn't know rivalries, doesn't know Tottenham Arsenal, doesn't know Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool, whatever. doesn't know any of that stuff. It's just going after all of us. So we're all in the same boat on that. Maybe it's the time just to stick together and reset and say, look, this is how we should go forward. I agree, I agree. Um, before we go to a quick break, just to kind of wrap up where we are then in terms of the sport postponement. So, you know, as we know, all elite British football has been suspended until the 3rd to 4th of April as a minimum. At UEFA, as we mentioned, has postponed next week's Champions League and Europa League fixtures. France and Germany's top divisions were postponed, joining the Dutch, the Portuguese, the Spanish and the US leagues also taking the action. Elsewhere, Jason brought it up, Golf Masters is postponed. Hours after the Players' Championship was called off, we saw the cycling, the Giro d'Italia scheduled to start in Hungary in May, that's been called off. Formula One has called off as well on the 5th of April. It's just unprecedented. And we saw also players, you know, managers being affected. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta and Chelsea player Callum Hudson-Odoi tested positive for the coronavirus. We wish them all the best in terms of their recoveries. Since then also we've seen Leicester, Watford, Everton, Bournemouth all revealed that players have shown symptoms of the coronavirus. Massive, massive concerns and we wish them all the best. Before we go to a quick break, this is the statement from Tottenham Hotspur that they released on the back of the Premier League, confirmed there'll be no fixtures as of this weekend. They said the FA Premier League, EFL, Bartley's FA Super Women League and the FA Women's Championship have collectively agreed to postpone the professional game until the 3rd of April at the earliest. The action which will be kept under constant review has been taken due to the increasing number of clubs taking steps to isolate their players and staff because of the coronavirus. Our Premier League home games against Manchester United and West Ham, along with our women's fixtures against Birmingham and Chelsea women, along with the FA Cup tie for the women, 
of League Two fixture and Arsenal, they're all now going to be postponed and rescheduled at later dates. They've promised that they shall keep us informed and updated across our club channels, so make sure you keep an eye on that. Um, we did hear news from Alistair Gold that one Spurs employee had been tested after showing symptoms last week, but the result returned negative in terms of the coronavirus. And one senior source at the Premier League club says he believes there is a 75% chance the season will not be completed. That is what we're going to discuss next. Don't go anywhere. There's more to come and a big debate up next as to what the Premier League are going to be having to do or having not to do next week. Now, in case you hadn't noticed over the weekend, we've been mentioning this a lot on our Twitter account, that the Football Content Awards are back and this year's venue is the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And yes, you, yes, you, you can help Last Word on Spurs lift a trophy at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. All we need you to do is simply vote for us as your best podcast. You can do that by tweeting, I am voting for at last word on Spurs in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best podcast. Or you can go to the website of the Football Content Awards, which is www.footballcontentawards.com forward slash 2020 hyphen voting and you just simply just place your vote for the last one on Spurs under the Premier League podcast. Once again, we can't thank you enough for all your support. And as always, your votes mean a lot to all of us. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you for joining us. Although we're not talking much about Tottenham, which to be fair, I think it's been a relief for some. We're having a, at least a three-week break. I think we're all probably feeling a little bit better, not being depressed as much with the football and Spurs letting us down. We've got a three-week break from it, but I was sitting there on a Saturday, Sunday thinking, what am I doing myself? What am I doing? The football's missing. But we're here now to discuss really what the Premier League should be doing ahead of that emergency meeting to come next week. There's options of delaying the season, staging the playoff system ending at the current position, declaring the season null and void. And as I'll start with you, I mean, all 20 Premier League teams, as we understand, wanted the season to be suspended on Friday, but there are different opinions about what happens next. What do you think, as should happen? If the season can be played uh, in May, June... I mean, it will take six weeks to complete it. That's what they're looking at, including midweek fixtures. You're looking at six weeks to complete the seasons. Maybe scrap the Cups. Who knows? Um, but if they can complete this season um, in May, June, sort of have that break over July where they, they usually have, you know, your sort of your pre-seasons and then crack on again in August, then, you know, that could be um, an option. The one thing is, is that, I mean, we have our opinion, but... Clubs are going to have their own sort of agendas. I mean, a lot of clubs have got pre-season tours booked, money-spinning pre-season tours. But I know West Ham have got um, uh, baseball booked at that absolute shambles of what they call a stadium. Um, but they've got baseball booked there over the summer. Um, you know, we're going to be eating into people's time. But, you know, what are the other options that we have in front of us? We saw Karen Brady come out yesterday and say that she wants to see the season scrap null and void. Well, you know, I can understand why she'd want that because, you know, that would mean her club doesn't get relegated. And let's be fair, you know, they are in relegation form at the moment. Um I think there needs to be a sort of a set date. Come Thursday, they all need to sit and they need to work out a date and say, look, if we're not, if we don't meet certain parameters by X, Y, Z date, then we're going to have to obviously, you know, say that the season isn't going to continue. And we either take a vote. Let's be fair, it'll probably come down to a a 20-person vote. Does the season continue or, or sorry, uh, does the season stay as it as it is? 
or does it, you know, become null and void? Um, but I think first and foremost, they need to push to try and continue the season and they need to set a day, a cutoff point to say, you know, if, if we reach this point and we've met certain criteria with, you know, the state of the country, then let's carry on. I mean, there are some fears that football could remain postponed for longer, especially if some teams have to self-isolate towards the end of the month. If new cases of coronavirus are discovered inside their squads or staff, some clubs do believe the season can still be completed if games do start on that April 4th, but others think it is more realistic to start preparing for the possibility of there being no top-flight football until the start of next season in August. Jace, where are you on this at the moment, this subject? There's various things to, to think about. First of all, players' contracts, don't forget, go to June the 30th. That's the traditional date for players' contracts. So if, if games have to take place in July, August to finish the season, is Jan Vertonghen available? His contracts has finished, and okay, clubs could do emergency contracts, but it depends as well when when other leagues want to. If the French league wants to start in in August, and the Premier League games are still trying to finish this season off in August because maybe France has decided to scrap its season, where does that leave a player like Jan Vertonghen if he wants to go and play in another league? So you've got that problem, and and as I say, I think it's going it, to it's all right for the Premier League to say we'll, we'll make a decision and we'll we'll we won't scrap the season. Perhaps we'll try and finish it. And if it has to be August, it has to be August. But as I say, it depends when UEFA dates want teams in to be involved in Europe. It depends when other leagues start. So it's a, it's a minefield. And then, you know, the, the problem with, with scrapping a season, I mean, it would be incredibly harsh on, on one club. And, and, and whilst we can all laugh and joke about it, I mean, exactly. you know... <laughs> You know, Sorry. I mean, you know, if you have to scrap a season, I don't see this this option that you make them champions because you can't make a season irrelevant for 91 clubs, but relevant for one club. You just can't do that. It has to be scrapped or you try and... You can in there, wise. Like, like Aaron said, I mean, my preference would be if it had, even if you had to go into August and September to finish it, mm. then I'd sooner finish the season, scrap the domestic cup ties for next year and, and try and play catch-up through next year but as I say if if UEFA clubs want their their list of clubs who submitted in for July the 1st to start its playoff rounds then then how can you do that so it, it's going to need going to need football as a whole rather than just the pro league to sit down and work out what what the hell we're going to do because and, and then you'll have players as well I mean imagine if you're one of these players and if they scrap the season and say Norwich are relegated today and you're on a 50% wage reduction relegation clause you're going to think hey and so, you know, what, what, who's to say that you won't get legal legal challenges to it as well and clubs missing out on Champions League spots? So it's an absolute minefield. And I'm not so sure Thursday the Premier League are really going to be able to, to come out with anything definitive because it's just a, a minefield. And as I say, it almost needs UEFA and FIFA and everyone to be part of one one big decision. You've got that World Cup that needs to be scheduled in theory mm. for uh, December. So, you know, if, if a calendar has to suddenly go, gen, you know, it has to be January 2021 to the end of 2021 for the next season, then then that's what you have to do. Mm. It, it's so tricky. I mean, Lee, the, the Premier League would have extra time to complete this season's figures if Euro 2020 mm. is postponed. But it does remain to be seen if there's any appetite from players and the clubs to want to play on into the summer, especially because this coronavirus infection is also expected to build to a peak in the UK, over here, May or June. I mean, that is the biggest worry, isn't it? Well, I, I think absolutely. And I think Jace just alluded to the point there about the World Cup 
uh, in 2022. I mean, it's, it's scheduled to play between November and December 20 uh, of that year, then uh, of 2022, which means if you're postponing the Euros from 2020 to 2021, you'll then plan an international summer tournament, if we can get that um, played next year of 2021, going into, you know, like what, the best part of the, the, the ne- next year, and you'll plan a World Cup as well. So that's congestion in itself in terms of the world governing body coming back through to the to the Euro, uh, um, the European body. Then, of course, you on top of that, you've got the European Cups. So the Champions League, I mean, they're postponed from next week. I can't see that playing again. Like I said earlier, and I agree with, so, uh, with the lads, I can't see the season carrying on. Certainly April the 3rd, April 4th, that is just not going to happen. So I, I actually think that, you know... Look, from, with my Spurs hat on, you know, Jose got his wish, didn't he? I wish it could be pre-season already. Well, he might be getting his wish in, in, in a funny sort of way. Probably not funny, but you know what I mean. And, and, and actually, I, I can't see how we can fulfil the fixtures and actually how we can get the season done. Because actually scrapping the season or making it null and void would, would actually uh, eradicate a huge amount of the problems. Harsh as it is. But 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 it is where where we are. I mean, if Liverpool were three points clear of City, rather than whatever it is, twenty two or twenty three points clear, maybe it wouldn't be as harsh. But you know, we finished fourth once and ended up not qualifying for Champions League because Chelsea won the Champions League. Shit happens, right? You know, Lasagna Gate happened. Pedro Shit Mendes. happens. It happens. Exactly, <laughs> shit happens. So, I, Sorry, I know, yes. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're talking about a bigger, wider picture, but in this section, we're specifically talking about the Premier League and the football getting restarted again. And actually, if you think about it from a solution point of view, if you was just to say, right, you know what, everyone's done, the the, the season is null and void. You, you can't, you can't say, right, stop the season now. Liverpool's won the league. All the spots of where we are now is is effective. You, you can't say that, as I've agreed with the lads, because there's nine games left. And look at West Bromwich Albion back in the day when they got out of it. Look at Leicester when they were nailed on to be relegated, mm. um, and then they got out of it with like six wins out of the last seven or something like that. You just you can't know, you know. So Bournemouth and the Norwiches of this world, they're not now. They might be nailed on with the bookies to go down, but they might get out of it. So you can't. You can't say that, oh, you can't take an average either because that doesn't make any sense. Because what happens if you play more away games than you have at home, for example, then your average points total is slightly different. So for me, that doesn't work. So the only way it does work is if you just hunker down and you wait for everybody to be fit and healthy and the world to be back to a kind of of normality and we've beaten the corona and then you can re uh, reevaluate and go, right, okay, let's get that season finished. But... But on current predictions, that that might mean that we're not restarting the season again till mid-June. <laughs> then the contracts comes into play. Like Jay's just talked about, it's an absolute. I mean, you know, f- thank goodness to, to to be fair that we're uh, we're not part of that that body that makes that decision because it's unprecedented. It you is forced mature. It is very very difficult. You mm. won't be able to. And, and actually, like Jay said, you can't just give them look. Tyson Fury, uh, arguably one of the greatest boxers on the planet now, he before he won the um, the, the crown against Deontay Wilder, was the linear champion. And, and my understanding of that, and I might be wrong, so boxing fans uh, might be able to tell me different, but the linear champion, meaning that he had to give up his belts rather than losing that's his right. belts in the yeah. ring. Maybe that's what we, we say to Liverpool is, look, you were that far away, we'll we give you some sort of kind of accreditation of being a linear Premier League title. But yeah, I mean, without being patronised. Like no, it's a little bit of a certificate. 
I don't know. I don't look. I'm just finding it out there. No, right? I agree. I agree. With my, with my with my Tottenham hat on, fans mm. and listeners, right? With my Tottenham hat on, what what an absolute uh, you know result from a sporting perspective. Forget health. We you know what my stance point on health because we've all talked about. It. But from yeah. a Tottenham point of view, what pressing the reset button now, making this null and void. Surely, I mean, even if the even if the season comes back into play in mid-May, I mean, we have Son back, Kane back, Sissoko back. You know, everybody will yeah. be back. Bergwijn will be back. You know, Ben Davis will be back. You know, the, the squad will be back together. Mm. So, you know, and that sounds it sounds a bit, and I have to say this because it sounds a bit disgusting, really, talking about that when there's lives at risk and health. But we are talking about the Premier League. We are talking about sporting events. So the reality is, you know, let's, let's be honest, the Spurs fans. You know, everyone listening to this pod's a Spurs fan. It, it, it is a bit of a result that we we, we didn't play and get battered by 3 uh, 0 by Man United at home tonight, isn't it? Let's be honest about it. Mm. Well, you told us at the start we won it, though, Lee. No, we did. It was a fantastic <laughs> brace win, and I knew it'd come good. <laughs> That's why we got Aaron on. I mean, as I'm going to ask you, listen, we've discussed maybe the possible scenarios, but I mean, that mm. one that Lee mentions there, you know, I'll be honest for me, I feel very uncomfortable from a mathematical perspective giving anyone anything because. There's games still to play. Anything can happen. We mentioned there about great, you know, relegation escapes and great league wins in the last day. I mean, if we give the title to the ball this season and have no relegation this season, maybe we could look at the fact there'll be next season maybe 22 teams in the Premier League with West Brom and Leeds coming up from the Championship. When you... why, are we com- why are we complicating oh, t- it? Well, tell me, what, what do you think we should do then? Do you think we should just try and find a way of carrying on? Try and if not, just scrap it. <laughs> no one wants to see. No one wants to see Liverpool. No, we don't. Uh, no, we can all agree. As much as me. Can you imagine what their fans yeah, are going to be like though after this? Can you imagine what their oh, fans? The, mate, the salt, the absolute salt they're going to give us. Something. Oh they're my god. Something. I mean, look. You know, you've got two options. Once they they pass a cut off and say, yeah, you know, pass this cut off. Uh, we, we we're not going to be resuming the league and. and, and there's going to be a decision to make, you know. Uh, is, there, is there as as is there is there is there an argument for a Duckworth Lewis Lewis method? So you know, uh, um, you know, for for the cricket fans out there that you know, actually, if rain if matches get rained off, the Duckworth uh, um, Lewis method comes into play. You know, is is there something that we could do around that? I mean, uh, uh, Jason, I know you're a cricket fan as well, so I uh, know. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? So it's almost like you know, this is the amount of points that you've accumulated. You with that, it's called ahead. at least called the pools panel. Do you remember the pools panel? Back I was going to say that's the pools yeah. panel, isn't it? The pools panel. <laughs> No, I mean, it's crazy, but we're crazy. We're on a crazy train, people. We're a crazy train, baby. I mean, could you see that working maybe as a, a playoff system? Could that work? Uh, playoff for what? For Champions, Champions League, Champions relegation, League relegation, title? I don't know. I mean, the problem is, the problem is, there might be a player, 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 what are we going to do? Play them by the close players, door? Can't the players of all the clubs play FIFA against each other? And <laughs> that's, and that's the result. Really that's, <laughs> that, that's how we decided God. Just I mean that genre, I go into it for us. Oh my god! That, <laughs> that, um, you still get sent official, off. <laughs> that's true. That official that you said, that uh, senior official within one of the clubs that said seventy-five percent sure that it won't get played again. I, I make him or her right because yeah, I, I just I can't see it, Jace. Can you? I can't, I can't see if if this corona right. It's just just let's go on facts rather than anything else. Right, facts of the matter are this. We are we are factually in terms of the how we're trending at the moment six or seven weeks before peak time. They reckon the peak time is probably going to be 
mid-April towards the end of April, maybe even even if it's four weeks. Well, the Premier League is suspended until April the 4th, right? So that's out the window. Can't just play in any remotely anything before May. Even if we get into that point, you know, we're still going to be a week after the peak. So that's not going to happen. That's going to be pushed back. And then, like you said before, it's about players' welfare as well. What about if, you know... I mean, a player's going to be fit. If players yes, have to play, I mean, we, we see that with, with players having to come back to fitness. So if players, particularly if they've been in self-isolation, so not in genuine, in, in, in proper training drills and things like that, yeah, they might have done a little bit of gym work at home. But, you know, can you ask them to go out and play a Premier League game if they've, if they've all been off for 15, 16 weeks just on, on day one? It's, impossible, impossible, you know, isn't it? You'll end up with all kinds of injuries going on then. So you're right, players' welfare will come into it as well. So, I mean, as let me yeah. ask you, if we, mm. again, look at the season from a, a null and void perspective, we start next season with the 20 teams, unlikely, especially because Liverpool at the moment, let's be honest, they're 25 points clear at the top of the table, have all but won their first title for 30 years. Do you reckon they could appeal that? Is there anything they could do? I mean, what do you Who do? Who they going to appeal it to? Well, exactly. This is what I mean. Can they, can they have any argument, apart from obviously the fact they are so many points clear? Is it a case they just have to accept it? Mate, look, they could try and appeal it, but the fact of the matter is, from what I hear, is that the court of arbitration for sport aren't sitting anymore. So they're behind City in their their FFP case. They're behind all these other clubs. Well, what the fuck are they going to do? Come on, man. Come on, be be realistic. At the end of the day, you know, let's be fair. No one really wants anyone to Liverpool to win the league. Let, 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 let's, does anyone here want Liverpool to win the league? Anyone? Definitely not. No. And I no. still feel uncomfortable handing it no. to them because mathematically, mathematically, join, join the club. And they've been, join, and let's be honest, join, join the club. All joking aside, they haven't been on a great run. Just been knocked out the Champions League. Also been knocked out the FA Cup. Also, not, let's be honest, not in a great run in terms of the league. I know it's very, very unlikely. They're not technically champions yet. That's what I mean. How can you They're feel comfortable giving champions. anything? You know, let, let's let's make it clear. I mean, the only way you could actually guarantee them things is is if they say, right, freeze the league right now. Bournemouth, Villa, Norwich go down. Leeds, uh, Leeds, West Brom, Fulham come up. Liverpool, your champions. City, well, we don't even know. Leicester, Chelsea, Man United, all in the Champions League. Wolves in the Europa, and sort of like knock everyone up and basically just take it as it is. But ultimately, Liverpool aren't actually champions right now. And also, we are forgetting along with this as well is that Man City have been mm. given a Euro ban as it stands yep. for two seasons, when you think about that coming into play, I mean, this is, it is absolutely carnage for the officials of UEFA and the Premier League to try and make a decision. Yeah, because you don't, because you don't know whether the Champions League's going to get, I know we're talking exactly. Premier League, but yeah. you don't need that, I know we're out. I mean, it could it come a week too late for us, didn't it, in terms of the uh, RB Leipzig, like, uh, Leipzig, Leipzig first. <laughs> but, you know, the, but the reality is, they, the Champions League probably won't get played again. You know, this year, this this season. So, what are you going to do with that? I mean, again, because it's a cup competition of sorts, a little bit like the FA Cup. You can just kind of go, look, is what it is. Sorry about that. We're off, and you know, scrap that. And that's probably not as complex as maybe the what the the leagues are, not just the Premier League, but all all the other leagues, Bundesliga, and so on and so forth. But I, I just. I can't see, like, you're talking about, like, you know, with uh, Spurs and Liverpool and this and Man City, but talk about the relegation clubs for a minute. If you're Bournemouth, if you're Norwich, 
how can you just stop the season now? Oh, it's unfair, you're talking about lawsuits. Well, right? You're talking about lawsuits. 29 but match you, days the, to do it now. Be so course, wrong. You can't. You can't. You can't mm. do that. It's it's impossible. You talk about lawsuits. Lawsuits will be coming in for for the reasons what I said earlier. West Brom, Leicester, they got out of trouble. People in the past have got out of trouble in worse situations than Villa and West Ham and you know Bournemouth and whatever have been in Norwich have been in. So you you can't stop that. It is totally harsh on West Brom and Leeds from from the EFL perspective, not not to be able to come up. But actually, they haven't won the league either. Forest uh, are still in the mixer. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, Fulham are still in the mix to get promotion. Like it's there's there's lots of games left. Football. That's why we love football so much because anything can happen. That's why I'm always Mr. Positive because anything can happen. You just don't know. You can go on a run of four, five, six games. You know, it's it's unbelievable. Look at Manchester United. They've they've hit form with Bruno Fernandez coming into the side. They're probably chomping at a bit. They're thinking to themselves, "Hang on a minute, we could probably go and get fourth. We could maybe go and get third. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they, they're chomping at maybe get a trophy. You know, you can't just you can't just go right. Season's finished. Right, it is what it is. Like you, you can't. You, you either have to get it played, which is what the lads have said, or you void it. And and uh, and, and I know that comes from a biased Spurs fan because there's nothing for us to lose. But Lee, probably, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, Lee. Would they play it behind closed doors then? I just can't see as how they can do it behind closed but doors. That would infuriate me even more, haven't they? Well, we yeah, we, we sure. saw the atmosphere of Olympiacos and Wolves, and don't tell me that result wasn't affected by having no fans there. Do you not agree? I mean, to me, that would not have been the same game if you had the Olympiacos fans, and we know they are so loud. You know, they they uh, they cheer for everything. You know, every decision. I mean, football. That's one thing I do think we should express here: that football without the fans. We saw that in that Europa League. You know, this is why I think fans, after all this, I think fans should be treated with maybe a, a bit more respect by the clubs because you see the way football for that moment was going. If it had to go like that. I don't think it'd be that interesting. I think the fans make the atmosphere, don't they? Yeah, and that's what you make me even more because actually if it's deemed fit for the games to be able to go ahead in terms of health-wise, then it should be deemed fit enough for the fans to be around. And and actually, then then it becomes down to, back to Wayne Rooney's point, is that we're the guinea pigs. I'll send us out to work and crack on. Don't worry about our health. But actually, then it also hits the fans because the fans are the ones that then don't get refunds for the games that are going ahead or not being able to see them and stuff. It's ramifications are ridiculous. And it's, it it depends, it's unprecedented it? at times, isn't it? It depends as well. If um, I mean, you know, if teams are still having to go into self-isolation where you, you're taking entire squads down, then, you know, the fact it's behind closed doors is irrelevant. If a team can't fulfil the fixture, it can't fulfil the fixture. And if they can't fulfil the fixture, is it a 3-0 win to the opposite that, position that's, that's the thing. So that, What do you do here? The, the closed doors is, is, is irrelevant to me for that. It's a, a fact of, can the teams, by by June, July, will you have full availability of 20 Premier League teams to play to play each, what, nine or ten? Some have got ten games, some have got nine games left. And and I just don't see how that happens. And for in FA Cups and things like that, I mean, those those cup ties have really now got to be scrapped, haven't they, completely? I think we have would to drop the, that, Jason, yeah. if we the remain with the FA Cup. Cup. If, if we was in that, yeah, case, how would you feel? To, Rick. Mm. I think you'd have to. I agree, yeah. Mm. I, think I think, you know, if, if they said to you, do you want the Premier League to finish, but you'll have to scrap the FA Cup, then <laughs> I think we'd sooner have the, the Premier League finishing. We've so, still got three rounds of the FA Cup. We've still got exactly. rounds of the Champions League, rounds of the Europa exactly. League. Exactly. You know, I think think cup cup competitions are dispensable, Mm, but the league isn't because so much rides on the league. 
Can yes. I ask you though, as on on that point you mentioned there, you know, you go to a lot of you know the grounds in yeah. League One, in League Two, the Championship. You know, a lot of these grounds are so reliant on that broadcast revenue, those gate receipts. You know, the associated stadium revenue with such as food, the beverages, the merchandise. You know, there's a there's a very high chance that some of these clubs they won't be able to survive if this is a three or four month period. Yeah, that's a worry. That's a worry. That is such a worry for for some clubs. You look at the money that they're talking about, and, and you know, I know Premier League, Premier League clubs. Let's be fair; they can they they can swallow up losses um, because they've got the finances to. But I know clubs in the Championship who can't afford to do that. You know, League One, you drop further. You, you look into League One. Um, you know, there's just. It's crazy, you know. Um, I look at someone like a Tranmere, Bolton, Wimbledon. You know, they they rely, Wimbledon don't have a backer. They rely on fans. Crazy how much money these clubs are losing. And ideally, you'd expect the FA or or, or the EFL to sort of like um, sanction payments, sanction bridging payments, um, or, or maybe sort of like a division of wealth from the top to come down. That's the thing. If the season gets cancelled, Sky are well within their rights to ask for a refund. Let's be fair, um, you know, to, to, to say that, you know, we're not going to plough this money back in, in into your league because we've got people cutting subscriptions on our end. It's a massive chain, isn't it? You, you know, we think about it. We take football for, for granted all the time. It's just there. It's on our screens. You know, we watch it. We don't watch it, whatever. But, you know, say, you know, we pay 40, 50, 60 pounds a month to Sky. Ultimately, that money and, and the rest. That's bloody. Are you get a discount, mate. You know, son. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm on family. Try one sixty, mate. In my world, how much? Is it? It's the uh, ultra, ultra plus, time, mate. Honestly, <laughs> are you on the Q multi room package? <laughs> yeah, well, clearly. I'm on. He's oh, got, there you go. He's got it in the shipping package. He's got it in the shipping somewhere else. <laughs> you know jace has got that box he got from lithuania you know uh, <laughs> and those dvds yeah. don't forget them as well how is the dvd <laughs> business coming along these Pol- days Pol- hub still works perfectly well you know their subscribers are going up oh nothing God. else to watch on tv oh, oh, where is this going oh, so i mean you know as i said it's not just the the football clubs when you you look at so many businesses associated so program printing companies you know if, if you've got the contract to print man united's program you know and you're not going to print a program for four or five it's months huge you know point. what it's else are you doing huge point it's, you know things like exactly. that it's so, um, catering companies we saw Tottenham work deliver a thousand meals and aston villa deliver 800 but those catering companies and things that that supply that there's so many add-on businesses but you know, like everything, any business is going to be you know, our, our normal walks of life business. I, I shouldn't think there's too many listeners that can sit there and, and sit there and think, do you know what? My business is going to rise. Unless you're a grave digger, that's probably the only people whose business is going to go up. Grave so, digger, um, toilet yeah. paper manufacturer, sanitizer yeah. manufacturer. Just, um, just on uh, the, just on the, just quickly on the toilet. gamble paper. shares should what, be all right. But mm. what, what is the deal with the toilet paper? Can I just throw that out there, Wyatt? What is the deal with a toilet no, paper? Right? The worst case scenario is if you have a shit and you ain't got any toilet paper, just have a shower. Like, what's the problem here? <laughs> if you're self-isolating and you're in your house, you don't need toilet paper, do you? Why is the, is the toilet paper thing? Does anyone know why right. the toilet paper thing is going I'll be so like for about £8,000 8, worth on the pitch another couple of weeks ago. I bet they're regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, people will be scraping it up, won't they? Where is it going? Where, where, I mean, it, it is just absolutely crazy. So I think we've all kind of come to... You know the, the conscious here that you know we are going to have to somehow play these games, aren't we? I think we're all kind of on the agreement that whatever in happens, an ideal world, 
in an ideal world? Because I think, like you guys have mentioned there, the concern is that if they were to make a decision that, look, season's null and void, the complicated, you know, decisions when it comes to, you know, the Premier League, you know, the money of staying in the league, going out the league, the Champions League qualification, the extra prize money, the championships missing out on promotion. I mean, this is just a huge amount of, of life-changing money for the clubs in general. I mean, as you visit these clubs every week, generally, all around the country, and I don't know, as we said, how they're going to survive. And again, if the season was to end, I mean, God, the amount of questions there will be. Don't forget, Rick, we've got players going out of contract. Yeah, 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 on yeah, of 30th of June, of players, players yeah. contracts. I mean, we could have, you know, a problem with a player where they turn around to a club and where we go, oh yeah, the season's extend, blah, blah. Well, I'm not playing for you. You know, I'm, I'm not interested in playing for you. What yeah. happens then to... Um, Ziek, the lad that Chelsea have bought. Well, we got Does he come into the squad? Yeah. Does he come in next season? Is he banned for nine games? How does it work? You know, transfers that are, are to happen already. Um, you know, I, I have no idea what happens. If they scrap this season, does the transfer window open now? You know, for, for players to for don't players tell to Jason that. Don't tell Jason that. He'll never come back. <laughs> I mean, there's so, there's so many there's so many different questions we have to ask. Um, you know, I was just reading a, an article um, where Steve Cooper, the Swansea manager, has just talked to. I think he was talking to Simon Stone from the BBC about it. And and there are three options, obviously, to claim the season void, having promotion and relegation, using the standings as they are, and having promotion and relegation using a playoff system. Um, the problem with the playoff system again: Are they going to be played behind closed doors? How are these games going to be played? What, what's what's the situation? You know, what is the logistical thinking? To be honest, I don't think it's just all on football. We're sat here as football fans, and we're we're let's be fair, we're shitting ourselves because this is our this is you know, for me, it's my life. You know, it's my livelihood. Um, but ultimately, sort of, it all like falls down to the government and. You know, how quick are they going to act? And how much trust do you have in them? It's always the question, isn't it? Not, how, much, how much trust? Not, how much, much, really, no. not much on, on Boris Johnson. Um, Giza seems uh, seems like he don't really know what he's doing. Um, yeah, because yeah. of course he's been in this situation before, isn't he, in a previous career? So he can use that experience coming into this job and, you know what I mean? Come on, it's a bit harsh, lads. The reality of the situation is unprecedented. Everybody needs to be on the same page and sticking together. Mm-hmm. I think from a sporting perspective, you know, it, 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 for me, it makes more sense that for everybody involved, smaller businesses all the way through to the corporate giants and everything else, to null the season. Because, because ultimately, that's, that's what it means to, to look at the amount of losses that we would have as a football club and the lower league team, so on and so forth, Harsh on the promotion people, um, harsh on Liverpool for sure, harsh on, on that side of things. But, you know, you dust yourself off, you go again, shit happens, that's life. You, know, you can't relegate people for not completing the season, I, I, don't, I don't think personally. So, that you know, they're protected. And all of the smaller businesses and the, uh, and the revenues, and if you're talking about the money side of things, the sponsorships, the, you know, the club sponsorships, the advertising, the skies, the BT Sports... They've taken on the chin, right? It's force majeure. They, they will have contracts, business contracts that are written that that will won't have covered this off specifically because it's unprecedented. So to have a go at anybody for handling situations this out, you know, I think it's out of order. You know, you know, the government have got two unbelievable um, people that are fronting out the the chief medical officer and also the chief science officer that have got unbelievable people like scientists, mathematicians, people that are working this out to the maximum. Uh, you know, and and we've got to follow their 
their advice and that's what their advice has been. We can't compare to, to other countries because other countries at the moment are at a different stage. They're in a different timeline to where we are. You know, and actually if we can if we can get through this bad period over the next kind of four or five weeks, where does that look for in the football season? Again, I come back down to I still can't see how we can play the season out with people that are not match fit, as Jason said before. You know, like you said, as uh, before, six maybe we can get six or seven weeks in the season. It would still mean chopping off all the cup competitions just to get the Premier Leagues and the top five leagues done and and and. and, and filtering all the way through the pyramid, the football pyramid. I think that the, the, the football communities, the wealthy football community should come together and, and maybe do some sort of buddy system or some sort of sponsorship system for the lower league clubs so that they don't go out. You know, you, you're, you're, you're talking about uh, a, a day where, uh, or yesterday, sorry, in, uh, in all this hullabaloo, where the chairman of Virgin Atlantic has asked for, you know, a call for the government, 7.5 billion aid to be given to the aviation industry. I mean, Jesus, if we're having to give that to the aviation industry, there's there's no help for anyone else because the, the aviation industry make billions every year. So it's, it's, I think it's extremely harsh to, to, to have a go at individuals or the leaders of, of these different countries. No one knows exactly what to do. That I think that's fair enough because we've never been in a situation before. But but actually, let's see where we go over the next kind of three, four, five weeks or so to see even if it's possible from a health point of view to get football and an elite sport playing again. You mean this isn't all Daniel Levy's fault? Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned <laughs> Daniel Levy because, I mean, there were rumours that were flying around again, kind of back in the last that he was one of the chairman to push for the Premier League season to void. And to be fair, that again, that's now been firmly denied. Spurs, as we understand it, are very keen to get this season finished at some point rather than it being annulled, despite of how horrendous this season has been for Tottenham, how poor we've been. I think we'd all love to press the reset button from a Spurs perspective. And as we understand it, Mourinho and his staff last week were working on a new schedule for a fortnight. Injured players are continuing their rehab. Son was set to join them on Monday after staying away for two weeks as a precaution due to the coronavirus. But Spurs are in a position now where for them, to be honest with you, as I'm going to talk about Man United in a second, I promise you mm-hmm. I will, um, we've got you know the likes of Bergwijn that's slowly starting to come back. Harry Kane is now stepping his rehabilitation. Davinson Sanchez, Ben Davis. I mean, there is that chance that if somehow the Premier League season does resume, whether it be in April, May, June, Spurs will have a fully fit squad available to them. Now, the irony is maybe that still will make a difference in terms of the way Spurs are getting results, but, God, they'd have much more of a better chance than they are at the moment. And as for you, I mean, for example, Man United going into that game against Tottenham, you were slowly starting to pick up a bit of form. We saw Bruno Fernandes playing really well. The irony should have been a Spurs Mm -hmm. player. But, I mean, crazy, isn't it, for you from a football perspective, because you were just picking up form. Yeah, weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's all sort of come together for United in the past um, 10, 12 games. I think it was since losing to Burnley. You know, we've picked up massive amount of points, uh, kept eight clean sheets in the last 10, which is, I think, given us the second best defence in Europe or something like that over the past season, statistically. But um, very, very, very disappointing for us to sort of halt there. I mean, the feel-good factor was there with Oli. But again, what can you do? It's an, it's an, it's an act of God. I think that's what they call it in the insurance industry, isn't it, Macaniga? An act of God. Um, <laughs> but, you know, oh, it, it is what it is. And, um, you know, I think obviously everyone's, you know, best wishes are with all those people who are suffering out there. You know, I've just, if I'm honest with you, I've literally just seen a tweet from my boss saying they're in ice, him and his son are in isolation. Terrible. You know, I've literally seen that from my boss and someone, you know, he's not just a boss. He's he's a very good friend of mine, you know, at Five Live and I, I love him to bits and I, I feel genuinely sort of like a bit 
you know, because whenever I've had an issue on the road or whatever, he, he doesn't give a fuck about what's going on. He's always about, you know, make sure you're safe, make sure you're well, you know, and um, I've seen that sort of giving me a lump in my throat. Um, so, you know, about United, it is what it is. You know, we're picking up form. We were looking to sort of crash the top four. And to be honest, this was one of the games I was really looking forward to because obviously it was Jose. Um, you know, I still have a, a bit of love for him, even though it looks like, He's just lost a little bit of his mojo. I still, I still, I still will always have that little bit of love for him because uh, you know he was a Manchester United manager. Mm. Um, but yeah, it just, is what it is. Just to finish up on football, as I want to stick you for a second, just to ask you. Obviously, Mourinho, we've seen in recent weeks, has come out and publicly criticised Tungyun Dembele. For you, when you're looking from an outside perspective now at Mourinho and the way he's managed Tottenham so far, can you see similar or similarities to? his time at United or do you think he's well, learning he's adapting what do you think don't forget he did this with Pogba mm. well he's done it at a lot of clubs hasn't he with Chelsea done it to Joe Cole Frank Lampard John Terry you know it's called players out and you know it's worked with some of them Martial I think even United as well you'll probably tell me he done it with Martial some of them for players it works some of them they don't work I mean what do you think we're getting ourselves into as here what, what have we done <laughs> what have we done as <sighs> Do you know, you know, as soon as I, I saw that headline, I mean, first things first, I, I, I just thought to myself, what is Daniel Levy doing here? This could be like, you know, sort of, uh, uh, this this is like Daniel Levy loading the gun for himself. Uh, uh, you know, sort of, it's very, very, it's a very weird move, firstly. Um, I mean, Saki Mauricio was just, for me, just horrendous. Um, bringing Mourinho in, it just smelled of like a short-term fix. I think for me, the biggest thing I was sort of looking forward to was seeing the summer, what happens in the summer, because obviously we know that Mourinho is a, a man who, who works cheaply. He'll want a sort of significant resources to to go and do his bezo in, in the summer. And and at the end of the day, we know what Daniel Levy's all about. I mean, we talk about the Lacelso deal. It could have been done a long time before. A lot of the deals... You know, he's sort of procrastinated on him and he's always looked to get value where he can. Um, it would have been interesting to see. I mean, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with the summer transfer window. Um, my money, I don't think I don't think Mourinho will be Spurs manager come this time next year. I don't think it be he, he will be Spurs manager at all. Well, um, there you go. What, what a statement to come back on the show with. Aaron does not think Jose Mourinho will be the Spurs manager this time next year. Honestly, very, very quick, I think... He is he's destined for international management now. There's just something he's just lost that little um that little spark, you know, that 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 tiny little spark that he had first round Chelsea into Milan, partly at Real Madrid. He has lost it completely. I don't know whether it's to do with Canero, I don't know whether it's to do with him his dog dying. You know, there's talks about problems in his personal life. You know, but is it just we, football's changed, Aaron? Just, just. Football I was just changed. about to say that, Jace. I was just about to say that. You know, he had the the perfect antidote to tiki taka football, but 100%. nobody really plays it. It's 100%. now high press, high energy, and his teams have never really done that. Let's, and let's be fair, Pep's coming unstuck, isn't he? Yeah, everyone comes stuck. You know, unfortunately, we're never going to see the breed of manager. And I'm going to go to someone like a Shankly, a Paisley, a Buzz Ferguson, a, a Ferguson. So we're never going to see Sir Alex Ferguson again, because with Sir Alex Ferguson, what he did was he rotated teams. He was able to change, you know, formations. We went from the 4-4-2. We saw what was happening, he changed to a 4-3-3. And eventually we were playing 4-2-3-1 when he left. 
because he could evolve teams, continually yeah. evolve teams. Now, it'll be interesting to see if Jurgen Klopp can do that. We know that there's, I mean, you look at it on um, on last last week, Wednesday. Atletico offered such an opposition to his, his, his gegenpress, and he come unstuck. Pep Guardiola has come unstuck with Tiki Taka. You know, not everyone is invincible. And I think with Mourinho... It's like, you know, we're seeing like the sort of the coming of Van Hal, like when he was at Manchester United. He came in with a philosophy, a brilliant reputation, great, you know, trophies. He spent a whole bunch of money, but he's not willing to change from that ideology of playing a certain way of football. And that's what got him unstuck at Manchester United. You know, and I think even even with 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 the with the fond memories we have of Poch, you know, when when pressing football finishes or he had a team that couldn't press, you know, he found it hard. And so, you know, when pressing football in four or five years' time has evolved into something else, you know, will he be able to, to re-energise sides and rebuild sides in a new system? It's, it's difficult, isn't it? And that's where Ferguson was so brilliant uh, at totally changing his teams. You know, out went the Hughes, the Kanchelskises, the Yapstams, and he was always able to, to come up with an answer the following season. And, OK, they didn't win the league every season, but they were never too far away in the years that they didn't win it, were they? And they were still winning other trophies. So, you know, I think the genius of Ferguson becomes more, he becomes a bigger genius for me every season that goes past without him in the game. Mm. Jase, I haven't finished Sorry, with you yet. Sure. I haven't finished with you yet. I mean, I just want to ask Lee. I was going to just say, just, Go on, well, I, tell you, I was just going to mention on, on transfers. One of the things, my, your favourite subject, Rick, <laughs> will be interesting to see when the transfer window, whatever, whenever it opens, what happens to prices? Because there will be clubs that have lost yep. a significant amount of money. Yeah. Yep. And so, and you know, if you haven't had your Champions League money or you're not in it now, or you know, even the clubs in the quarterfinals won't get their full payment that they would have normally done so. So, you know, will clubs have that money to throw around? Will we see the the £100 million transfer fees this winter, in this window when it comes around? Or will clubs think, sorry, we, you know, we've lost so much money that the new, that last year's £100 million becomes this year's £25 million? Mm. Lee, I want to ask you a question. Well, you didn't have you one, obviously, unfortunately. I think it was a travel that beat you for the for the Love Sports show we did beforehand. With mm. We were talking about Mourinho and the fact, obviously, going out to the Champions League and the manner how we went out to RB Leipzig. For you, where do you stand? I know it's been a, a two or three weeks since we touched base on Mourinho and where we're at. And, you know, before you last came on, he did come out and say that he's absolutely adamant and he believes that Spurs are going to win a trophy under him. He's done it at every club. He still finally believes it's going to happen. Where are you, Lee, in terms of this Mourinho crazy train? Well, I think again, uh, I mean, I call it a crazy train. I named that when he got prom- uh, when he got appointed. Um, I don't step from there. I, I, I kind of agree with Aaron in a sense. That, well, not not this time next year, but I think it won't be. It'll be eighteen months. Once he's done six months, I said two and a half years maximum, maybe two years. I said to you right at the beginning it'd be an interim appointment. I still stand by that. So a two-year appointment or two and a half your appointment or whatever I still stand by the fact that I think he win a trophy um, it probably won't be the one that, that we all crave or want um, but ultimately I think you know speaking to a lot of the fan base and you know myself included we just want a bloody trophy don't we <laughs> to be fair so um, regardless of what one it will be um, I think on the Leipzig game I think it was Again, I mean, individual errors uh, for, for me oh, is just... That? Uh, yeah, but I, yeah. The, the thing is, and, and I've read your tweets and stuff in the week and a lot of the different uh, opinions on it, but, you know, the fact of the matter is we 
we live now in a blame culture, whether or not it's football or, or society and whether or not that's social media that's allowed us to do that. But there's, you know, our opinions as people, as human beings, our opinions now are so much more out there because because of the platforms that we can share them opinions on um which which is a good thing for for the most part but actually we live in a blame culture and that blame culture is that we have to make sure that we somebody is accountable for that um and you know it's it's interesting actually because even in commentary when you look at um adrian making the mistakes in liverpool you know all of the commentators every single one of them bar none would say Oh, uh, you know, if they had Allison in goal, it would have been a different result. Whereas, you know, Jose Mourinho comes with a team that is completely decimated, like absolutely decimated by injuries. And everybody's saying, oh, Jose is just a moaning Jose. He's grumpy, can't do this and do, and do that. So and I'm talking about professionals in the game. Here. I'm talking about commentators and, you know, and, and analysts, not, not just not just people on, on Twitter and whatever. So I think there needs to be some balance and some rea- reality. I think I look at it and, you know, sometimes I'm over-optimistic. Sometimes other people are not so much, but it's always somewhere in between. I think the league table don't lie. You put a tweet out this week to say, played however many games, we've won 11 and lost 11, you know, sum it up in three words. Well, the reality is, is mediocre, isn't it? You know, it's... We are where we are. If you've lost one eleven or lost eleven under Jose, you should be kind of mid table, and that's kind of where we are. Um, and the Leipzig result is individual errors. I just come back to it. You just can't legislate for that. We've got a game plan that we have to play, whatever, whether or not we like it or not, and most of us don't. But you know, we don't like the fact that we have. But we've got loads of people out. We've got a game plan, and what happens? Within fifteen minutes, we're one nil down, and you just think, what's the actual? I can swear on this, can't I? What the actual do you want? Fuck? Do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what <laughs> the actual fuck? But the thing is, and the reason why I go on that big narrative about you know Joe says whatever, because it was happening under Poch, was, and yeah. it's happened under Sherwood, and it's happened under Gross, Gross, and it's happened under fucking David Plate. It's fucking happened under Red everyone. Nap. Yeah, everyone that we can remember, Young, individual yeah. errors. Yeah, it's happened, and 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 I think Rick or Jace, it was one of you two boys when I've been doing a show, and as as well, you know, when we're doing a love shows together all, all, all the months ago it's still happening yep it's, it's when well, are we going to stop we was all together, fucking wasn't we? individual errors we was all together wasn't we for the for the I think the Tottenham game against Juventus where we went out and I, this is exactly the same chat we had a year later two, two years down the line about how we've got to have a competition as bless him he consoled us at that time I mean Jason, and this is your kind of retirement out of retirement show for us here this time. We did a, a cracking interview with Darren Anderson that we're going to be releasing out very, very soon. He was fantastic. That's going to come in the next couple of weeks. But, Jace, it's only right for me to ask you because fans are going to be very, very intrigued that maybe don't see you on Twitter and haven't had a chance to really see your opinion on it. I mean, you left us, Jace, on last word on Spurs shows after the Liverpool game. And your words, I think, were to me, Rick... I just can't see us playing like that. The manner of how we're setting up, and I think my, even my optimism started going in terms of the way we were setting up after that Norwich game at home in the cup, and we put ten men behind the ball, and we were the team really settling for extra time, settling for penalties. And I was like, you know, this can't happen. And I've I've said it on numerous occasions. He's got to adapt. He's got to change. Where are you now, Jace? For you, I'm in I'm in retirement, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't get you, you out. know where I am. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I said I'm, I'm fed up going over the same old I know. things, and, I know you are. and that's why I didn't want to talk the season. I, know. I have sympathy with him 
five centre-halves at Burnley, no sympathy whatsoever. <laughs> you know, there, there is no reason why you go to Burnley. With, you could have gone with Sessegnon at back and Aurea at right back and said, all right, we are genuinely going with, with a back three and two wing-backs. But we went with five centre-halves to Burnley to combat Chris Wood, and Chris Wood was man of the match. So, you know, what, what, what use did it do us? The Leipzig game, I felt for him because I thought he tried to go... And he, his idea was to tr- hopefully to to be able to get forward a lot more. And actually, we started the we game. Start, didn't we start really well? Ten minutes. We did okay. Really well. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. So, uh, in fairness well, to yeah. him, but and I, I've said it many times, haven't I, to you privately, Rick? I don't blame him for the results that are going on at the moment because you can't have those amount of injuries and, and not expect results to suffer. We see it with every other club. So, I have a lot of sympathy with him result-wise, my argument against him will always be setting up with five centre-halves at Burnley, setting up at home to the team that's bottom of the league in the cup to score one goal and sitting on it for 90 minutes. So, you know, and I know he perhaps he hasn't got the players to be able to play the exact way he wants to, but Tottenham Hotspur never set up at home against a team bottom of the league to hang on to a 1-0 lead. And, you know, do you know what? Even if it succeeds, I'll never appreciate it. I was as annoyed in the Manchester City game as I was in the Liverpool game. Yep. And, and I'm embarrassed watching it. You know, everyone mm. said, oh, but we beat Manchester City. But let's be fair, for 65 minutes, we hadn't had a shot at goal. Mm. And at 11 v 11, the game was only going one way and we needed a Hugo penalty save. Then a sending off comes and, yippee, Tottenham go forward and score twice. But let's let's not let the result dictate the the setup and the performances and whilst i accept kane and son are missing performance wise kane and son played that chelsea game in december kane played norwich away on boxing day Sam kane Ant- played kane played brighton at home which we yep. won yep. and that was a poor performance kane played at southampton and all right sonny was suspended by them but come on and then when we go to middlesbrough we were poor up there when sonny was there but kane wasn't so these poor performances aren't just because Son and Kane have been missing. And I think that's that's hiding a little bit. But in an ideal world, he changes. You said to me on that very first show, I said, I don't want him anywhere near my football club. Yep. I'd sooner him resign. Or hopefully he plays good football. And and it started off fine, but it, it soon come this Did way. It, and... oh, Jace, did it actually start off fine? Because let's be fair, <laughs> I, I think he's been poor throughout. But do also take into account, as you know, looking from the outside, right. the amount of injuries okay. had. The amount of injuries. That, he's that's had. great, but mm. but it soon. Changed. I think the Man United game was the turning point for him. When we went there, we were pretty poor up there, not necessarily because of him. I didn't necessarily think we gave away. Gazaniga got beat on his near post, didn't we? We then kick off a second half, and do we concede a penalty there? Was Man United's second goal a penalty? I can't remember that night. It was, yeah, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah, it was. Yep. And I think that, that kind of changed his mind that night. And he thought, oops. And then we went to Wolves the following week. And, and somehow we won that game having got battered. From that moment on, performances got worse. But I have sympathy with him results-wise. I haven't criticised one single result. Even when we lost the must-win games like at Chelsea. My argument wasn't that we lost the game because we've only won once in 30 years at Chelsea. So, you know, that just shows you how poor we are at Chelsea. But our performance at Chelsea and the manner of it, where we kicked off and immediately had Lucas Moura playing in front of our left-back, he thought, sorry, this 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 isn't the way for me. Yeah, I I have to say, you know, I I, I agree with a lot of the stuff that, that Jace, you've just said there. I think, you know, I didn't at the beginning um, and I want to give him time and I'm back the manager. I'll go back to a point that As made earlier and everybody knows this, listen to the pod and we've kind of morphed into talking about Jose and Poch again, but I'd have never sacked Poch. 
Um, you, everybody knows that. All the listeners know that. But we are where we are. And uh, I'm not Daniel Levy, thank goodness. And he, and he did sack him. And, and we got in, uh, uh, you know, Joe saying, with all the stuff that he's had, um, the, the issues that he's had and so on and so forth, we, we are where we are. But I just want to share something with the, with the listeners, actually, if I can, Rick, of saying, look, that we talked about it's privately. It's not a bit uh, no, <laughs> it's not going to be a song, God no, no more. It's not going to be a song, but you know that Please, that yeah, song, that song, that song. By the way, is quite prominent now. If you go back and listen to it, but, but anyway, um, no, I, I just we were chatting on WhatsApp, weren't we, earlier in the week, and you know, I made the example, the analogy of look, if you go into batting cricket in a one-day international and a twenty-twenty international, and you just sit there and you block and you block and you block and you block, you know, the reality of the situation is you're going to get out. You know, the, the, yep. you know, if you go out and start doing slog sweeps and, you know, uh, pushing through people, people through the offside and cracking a ball around, you might also get out, but at least you've had a go and at least you've entertained the crowd. And actually, you'll probably get more hundreds doing a Ben Stokes way than what you would do just block, 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 being the wall, um, you know, from, from, from back in the day. So, you know, the reality of the situation is that that's what the, the the essence of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club is. And, you know, some arguments might be, and I think I was on this side of the argument, to be fair, is, yeah, well, we haven't really won anything, won one FA Cup in 29 years or, or whatever. But the reality is, is that people don't want to go and watch that football. You know, and, and I'm a season to... You know, Not the I'm prices we pay, though, is it? Exactly. And, you know, I'm a season to get older. You know I sit in the bloody wall. You know I'm two, block 252. And, I, and I'm struggling. Listeners, I'm struggling to go. I'm thinking to myself... Man alive, this is hard work. You know, it's, it's, you know, Chris, look, one of our very own goes home and away and all that stuff. It's hard work to see that football. At the end of the day, if we were winning 1 0 and we're in the top three or the top four, we're finishing second like he did under Man United as with, with two trophies in the cabinet, mm-hmm. maybe you could stomach it because it is only interim, like we've always said. It but is do only we interim. also take into account, Lee, the injuries? Do we give that any kind of understanding? Yeah, as I well? think, of course we do. I think, I think mm. we do, but I think we do. But, but at the end of the day, I, I think it's, it's, it's just been a it's just been a horrible, horrible season. And now, you know, we, we, we're talking today about the situation with health and the coronavirus and how horrible it can be in, in the entire situation. It, it, it does just seem the best to just close the book on it, push it under the carpet and start again afresh next year. And, you know, when you look at the, the prices we pay, you know, season ticket prices came out the other day. And now we're in a, a period where, well, you know, let's, let's be fair about it. Whether whether money gets refunded or not, there'll come the point next season where they're asking, you know, for those season ticket prices, and that there could well be many in that sixty thousand that think, hold on, I've I haven't got a job anymore. How am yeah, I going to? How, sure, can, I justify, how can I justify a, spending fifteen, eighteen hundred, two grand on a season ticket and a and a ticket for me kid when number one I haven't got a job and number two I'm watching absolute dross. And being bored out of my yeah. mind, witless every week. So well, it comes Jason, a day, Jason, and, is it? and all of those no, things. No, it's, it's a, a, a yeah. yeah. subs- right. All of it, and you know, companies it's that sponsor it, mm. companies that yeah, sponsor clubs. Uh, you know, AI or you know, the Emirates. How many how many sporting events are, are sponsored by Emirates or Turkish Airlines and things? You know, when these when these companies say, "Well, hold on, we want our sixty-five million pound a season for a shirt, those airline companies won't have flown anyone for four months. They'll say, Hold mm-hmm. on a minute. No, you yeah. forget there'll be no sixty-five million pound sponsorship companies. anymore. Exactly. Look at the betting companies. The betting companies, what are they betting on? There's no, no sporting events, no elite mm-hmm. events at all. There's nothing going on. What are they doing? They're sponsoring these programs of talk sports and the and the, all of these bet three six five stadiums and you know whatever it is and sky bet and so on and so forth. It, it, 
what are we betting on now? There's nothing to bet on. You know, so, so all of a sudden, that their revenues are going through the pan. I mean, I just want to say that I think you make an amazing, epic point on the season tickets, especially at Tottenham. I have to say, I, you know, I've been pro the board, and uh, you know, as the listeners will know, and so on and so forth. And I did listen to the show as I always do, and I couldn't make it last week. And you made some really good points, Rick, about the board. Now, I just want to dig them out a little bit here because, you know, they they operate a ticket exchange system. Which actually is is actually really good. If you can't make a if you can't make a, a game at the weekend or a midweek, you can put your ticket on a ticket exchange, and somebody can buy your seat um, for virtually for I think it's for face value or, or whatever it's less than administration. But I think it's actually really really good uh, to to be fair to them. And what happens is the ticket money goes into your kind of Spurs bank. It's not an actual bank account, but it's your kind of Spurs account, and yeah. that kind of starting to accumulate up. And what me me and the, the the lads that we go with are six of us six seasons ticket holders and we kind of just if we can't go together or one of us can we you know we just leave that in the bank type thing and build it up and ultimately the idea is is you either build it up a little bit or you can take it out as and when you want to take it out or you can leave it in there for the rest of the season so my season tickets 1250 quid and i was building up a little bit of, of where i couldn't kind of go or whatever and last week they took that money away they took it it's gone you, you, can't, you can't now access that money. And what they did on the website, a small print on the website, and I'm sure, you know, Kat and uh, Martin will have a, a big say in this as well, like in terms of, you know, in a, you know uh, contact the club on our behalf because they do a fantastic job. It was a small print on the website to say, oh, by the way, 9th of March, if you don't take any of your money out, then we're keeping your money and, we're, and we're good, they're going to take that off the season ticket. So now, if I don't buy a season ticket next year, if I don't renew, what happens? I don't get my cash back. I, d- I don't know what happens. The club haven't written to us. haven't told us anything about it. I just think that's really underhand, a little bit underhand, not to make it prominent. We've got an app. Yep. We've got an account. Why yep. wouldn't they turn around, Rick, and say, here no, you I go, agree. big flashing lights. This it's, is what's happening. It's they communication only, isn't it? It's communication again with the club. We, we've been here so many times with the, with the communication it's, piece. It's really bad. And when you mm. then take into consideration the points that Jason, was, Jason just made about dross football and so on and so forth, you just think just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And then you've got all of this, you know, world health uh, situation going on. And you just think it's just stuff's more important than, no, than going to... I left you guys in such a good position, oh, man. As I was about to say, I you know. left us. Okay, so What's happened, Les? Seriously, <laughs> man. I left you in such a good position. Oh, you know, I'm sitting there crying about Jose and the fact that obviously, you know, Ollie's our new gaffer and, you know, Jose's done one, X, Y, Z... I come back a year later and Joe says, your gaffer, what's going on? And we're all crying. We haven't even got any cheese. We haven't even got any cheese on the table, mate. How's <laughs> no the chicken, by no the way? Anyone want to get down the chicken? Oh, I don't know, mate. The way it's going at the moment. Chicken, my God. Oh, he's had a refurb, mate. Chicken's <laughs> had a refurb. Yeah, 100%. Bloody hell, he's coming since Oh, my Lord. <laughs> It's very, it's still very popular, mate. Cue that door down there. They needed that. Let's be fair. I mean, it was quite, you know... Uh, you know, run down, I think is the word. I'm not going to say... Can I just say on that? Sorry to interrupt you, but again, that's a really good point because I mentioned this to my to my wife actually this weekend when 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 we talked about you know local businesses and stuff, and I said, well, to be fair to around Tottenham Hotspur, the regeneration of the area, you know, for for two years or however long it was since the stadium shut down, all them local businesses would have suffered. So so actually for them for this this pandemic now 
I'm not saying it's, it's it's easier for them, but what I'm saying is they've almost kind of experienced that with Tottenham going to Wembley for the two years that they were there. Whereas other clubs around uh, around the Premier League and obviously down the football uh, pyramid, they're going to suffer hard because then local businesses that's their livelihood. Jake, you mentioned earlier about the printer, uh, an example of printers or whatever. But you know the local chickens to I don't know to Peterborough United or Leighton Orient. It's going to be a massive issue for these guys and girls. And I just, I feel for them. I really do. I'm a business owner myself, as you guys know. And, you know, we've all got to kind of stick together, hunker down and and, uh, and get through this. I agree. I agree. And Aaron, thank you, mate, for coming back on. I'm sorry it's taken no, so long. Thank Please you, blame me. But, mate, hopefully we can try and make it more of a, more, more, well, what's going on with this season now? Who knows what's going on with the podcast? I just want to actually try and say out there for our listeners who've been absolutely wonderfully loyal to us over this last goal, three, four years, that we are going to try our best to still try and at least do weekly podcasts. That's what I'll try and commit to. We'll try and do at least weekly podcasts for you. We've got a wonderful team here. Aaron, you'll always be one of our own. Always will be, mate. You were the original of us all. Listen, we loved it. The, the Mac and Eagers, the Oracle. People forget, everyone's like raving about the Oracle. I, you named him, Aaron. Tell Jamie from Daily Oxford, I miss him. And oh. the, he's turned yes, to yes. with his schoolwork as well. The little <laughs> he's still got his packed lunches, don't worry. <laughs> Jamie from yeah. Daily Oxford, the wonderful. He's got his Happy Meal, hasn't he? I saw him on Instagram running with his little Happy Meal yesterday. So. I know Jay's listening, bless him, honestly. I told him we're going to try and get this together. He says, we definitely... He said, you've got to get Jace. Jason's got to come back. I said, I'm trying, I'm trying, but get him out of this retirement. I don't know, Aaron, I'm hoping... We want Aaron. him back, mate. We do want him back. Maybe when Mourinho goes, we might have a chance, Jace, eh? I don't know. I think Jace, he's done the only Mourinho now. Everyone said to me, well, the tweets that came in, that, as you know, that weekend, Jace, was not only did we lose Poch, we lost Jason too. It was such a double whammy. I mean, well, I your, your transfer windows is as much to blame, mate. I can't go through another transfer window with you. Typing out, gone, gone a soccer net has a lot to answer. The Andre Ayew, well. who's doing quite well now, Jason. Well. He's doing quite well. As you start retweeting, Still, what, he's doing quite Garner well. Soccer net yeah, but he's doing quite well now. Look at the goals he's got. He may well Palace. be, but we could have done I'm with glad him. he didn't come to Tottenham. Well, you said that we could have done with him now, couldn't you? Would you not take Andre Ayew now? No. You're a liar. You're a liar. No, I wouldn't do. Yes, you would. I yes, wouldn't you do. Would. What use would he have been today against Man United? Well, we didn't play today. <laughs> exactly. So we'd have Come spent on. a load of we'd have spent about oh twenty five million on a bloke, and then found that we didn't need him after all because the right. season finished. That's it. Put him back in retirement. We're done. <laughs> listen, before we finish up, as thank you for coming back on. Thank you. Always thank a you, pleasure. Guys. And listen, you know the Spur our, our Twitter account for you when absolutely madness when unfortunately you left us, but you know the love is still there for you. We'll try and get you back on hundred percent. Lee, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, the crazy train. I don't think any of us could have actually... Still going, baby. Well, none of us could have actually given any kind of comprehension of where this crazy train is heading or where we are going. But we are still on it just at the moment. We, we are. And again, just, you know, we've had we've had a good discussion tonight. Yeah. I just want to bring it back to you. Look, the, the serious point is that it is a health uh, pandemic. Um, and, and the reality is that it sounds silly and it sounds stupid to kind of wash your hands or, you know, like self-isolate or whatever. But if you can do it, if you can self-isolate from a uh, from a job perspective and, uh, you know, we should, we need to keep ourselves safe. Uh, I know it sounds silly, but we need to do it. And, you know, the reality is that I don't think the... 
without sounding too dramatic, I don't think the world is the same after we get through this. I think we will all get through this. I'm sure we will. We've got to stick together and do it. But but I think it will be different. I think it will be a positive way moving forward. But the reality is just stay safe. It's really important. If sport comes back on, whenever it does come back on, uh, we, we'll, be, we'll be grateful for that. But ultimately, it's about staying safe and, uh, and keeping yourself uh, I was going to say keep yourself clean but it is that isn't it yeah wash, your hands. Keep washing yeah, wash those, your hands keep washing those hands keep washing those hands I don't want to sound patronising at all that's what we're being told by the, gov- by the government by the health minister to keep on doing and Jace listen thank you for coming back on it is always a pleasure having you obviously such under difficult circumstances I wish we were talking about something a bit more positive but let's be honest about it three weeks away from Tottenham I mean that might be sound like a positive in itself the way we're playing at the moment and obviously the style of obviously what you're having to watch but listen, we, I know, Jace, we said behind closed doors, we're going to try, and if it's a case of end of the season or whatever, we'll try and get you back on if and when we can. I know it's tricky at the moment because of, obviously, uh, what we're doing and who we're managing, and obviously that's tricky for you, but thank you again, mate. That's all right, mate. And, and as I say, we might just appreciate the football when it eventually comes back on, and we might not all sit there and think, we absolutely must win a trophy this year, otherwise this bloke's got to go on. It'll be just a pleasure, you know, to go back and watch a football game, won't it? Let's be fair. I mean, that first game, if we, if we are away for four or five months, just like that, that season opener is a, is a fantastic day. I think it will it'll even be a different perspective to that. We'll just be glad to go and see old friends and go to some of the old places and go and drink in that pub for the first time for months. And it will just be a, a sporting day rather than this, this life and death thing that we absolutely must win today. Otherwise, this player's shit and that player's got to go. It will... You know, let's let's just enjoy the sport when it comes back for what it actually is. Amen. I think that's a perfect way to end it. As Amen. Said, we're going to hopefully be trying to provide you with at least weekly shows. We have got a show hopefully coming your way with the Tottenham Hotspur Trust, which I'm sure is going to be a, a lot of talk around Daniel Levy's latest comments to them. We're going to try and cover that off with Kata Martin in the next couple of weeks or so, obviously depending on what's happening with the coronavirus and how it's going to affect all of our lives. But everybody, as we mentioned on this show, please stay safe. The most important thing, listen... Families are the most important thing beyond football. Stay safe, stay together, and as always, come on, you Spurs. Now, in case you hadn't noticed over the weekend, we've been mentioning this a lot on our Twitter account, that the Football Content Awards are back, and this year's venue is the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And yes, you, yes, you, you can help Last Word on Spurs lift a trophy at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. All we need you to do is simply vote for us as your best podcast. You can do that by tweeting, I am voting for, at last word on Spurs, in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best podcast. Or you can go to the website of the Football Content Awards, which is www.footballcontentawards.com forward slash 2020 hyphen voting and you just simply just place your vote for the last one on Spurs under the Premier League podcast. Once again, we can't thank you enough for all your support. And as always, your votes mean a lot to all of us. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family 
no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.